think it was one of my rebound relationship videos that we talked about or even monkey branch you know if you guys have been following me for a while you know that this channel is geared around more of attachment more relationship issues um breakup heartache um, recovering from heartache and breakups and this person brought a concept to me or a theory that i had never heard before which was great because i i like to become better a better coach if i can and I try to study this as much as I can so I can show it for the people that I work with, you know, the best way possible. And the term that he brought to me was mate poaching. So I'm going to go through a couple websites that I found this more specifically a couple articles. I found psychology today, which I love. I like reading articles on there. I don't know how valid they are, how much credibility, ability these, these, people who submit their articles are but a lot of them have phds and have uh, mds and um, certain certain credibility is about themselves that i tend to find resonate with me more um, when i'm looking for you know research when i'm researching videos and also things that just you know hit home when they talk about it so may poaching the person that sent this to me was someone that I actually had worked with. Um, he had someone that he had been engaged to and she ended up leaving him for another guy. And then we dug deep about, you know, what exactly happened and he didn't see the signs at all. Like he was completely confused as to how this whole breakup ended up transpiring. And, um, he started to do research himself. You know, he found my channel and, um, he also just decided to do a little bit more diving into the topic. So the article that I found is by a guy named Brian Collison, PhD. Um, I'll, I'll include this link, this, this site in the description below. And this article really intrigued me because... You know, we talk about monkey branching, we talk about rebounding, even someone even coined the term rebound replacement ship. And now we have another one that was written last year, another, I guess, term that was written last year. But it it, it also um, hits home for people. Now, who needs it's, it's, so the title of it says who needs to who needs to worry most about mate poaching? The more someone is pursued, the less committed they may become. Interesting. So a couple key points that they have here is approximately 64% of men and 49% of women have tried to poach someone who was currently in a relationship. One study found the more mate poaching someone experiences, the less committed they tend to become to their current relationship over time. Now, ask, let me ask you guys a question. With that being said, are these two main key points being brought up? Who do you think are more likely to be poached or to be less committed or less um, of a person that's trustworthy to go the distance, you know, like till death do us part? Third point here is, oh, no, the voice of reason. More intriguing discussions are on the way. Listen, it's Monday. You already know my routine. I got to slap it out the park for Mondays. Well, I, I try to do that every topic, every show. Poachmates. Not postmates, but poachmates. Oh, Lord. 
Are you a mate poacher? Are you with somebody for the time being? Until something better comes along. Huh? 1-800-920-1580. Listen, this is real. This is happening. And as the gentleman was stating in the clip, guess what? People who poach other people's mates, other people's partners, tend to be less satisfied in those poached relationships. Why? Because it's transactional. You're dating for resources. You're dating for security. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Can mate poaching be considered a form of betrayal or infidelity? Tonight's topic, poach mates. Are you a mate poacher? In other words, do you steal other people's significant others? Has it happened to you? Has your mate been poached? 1-800-9-2015-80. 1-800-9-2015-80. Is it, could you consider it poach mate, uh, poach uh, mating if you're with somebody and you're not quite sure about if you want to be with them? And you're looking out the window for maybe the next best opportunity. Is that a type of mate poaching? Right? Might not be poaching somebody's significant other, but you could be poaching a new situation. 1-800-9-2015-80. What is mate poaching? And how does it differ from traditional dating or courtship? True or false? People who poach their partner from another person experience a lower quality relationship with that poached partner. 1-800-9-2015-80. What do you get when you make someone else's partner your own? 1-800-9-2015. Poachmates, not coachmates, not, not postmates. But poach mates. Ah, this is going to be heavy tonight. Agree or disagree? Relationships formed from poaching tend to be of lower quality than the non-poached counterparts. What are the different types of sugar baby relationships? Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Does mate poaching relation... Do mate poaching... Tongue twister. Do mate poaching relationships last? What are the underlining psychological motivations behind mate poaching? What are the different types of sugar baby relationships? How does mate poaching impact the individuals involved in terms of self-esteem and self-worth? When we come forward, Zoe Williams will have more questions, and I'm going to the phone lines. Hey, I want to hear your opinions. The number to dial is 1-800-920-1580. we got a lot to talk about. But today I'm going to talk about um, hypergaming and mate poaching, um, specifically some of the behaviors that people, pool one swimmers, do. Um, and I know a lot of you are not pool one swimmers, and I'm super happy about that. Um, a lot of you actually are pool three or journeying to pool three. Um, you're in recovery from attachment style issues or codependency, which is what I want to get into when I'm talking about pool two. But um, 
I'm going to talk about pole one because I'm going to start from the beginning. And some people have asked me to define some of these behaviors, so I'm going to talk more about it. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I did another video on the three different dating pools. Um, pool one, my dog's barking because there's a cat right there. <laughs> so there's pool one, pool two, and pool three. Um, each of them have different kinds of issues. So um, this one is specifically, again, related to pool one. So who are the pool one swimmers? So I think I put them in basically three categories. So the first is immature people, um, and they grow out of it, okay? So a lot of these people will grow out of it and, and, and be different, um, but this is a lot of people in their 20s, honestly, um, maybe also a little bit in their 30s. Uh, so some of the stuff that I'm describing maybe something that 20 year olds and people in their early thirties do. And it's just a function of immaturity. Um, the second category is shallow people and shallow people are not necessarily going to grow out of it. And this category includes narcissists. So narcissists are going to be like, if you put shallow people on a range, um, from one to 10, narcissists would be on that scale of shallowness, but they'd be like at a 15. <laughs> Okay, so narcissism is like take shallowness and make it into a, you know, a, a mental illness, essentially. Um, actually, at the basis of narcissism, you have psychopathy. I, um, and there's a whole other video that I could do on narcissism, okay? And, I, and maybe I will. Um, but for the purpose of this video, I'm just going to lump all of them as shallow people. Um, because you do have some people that are shallow that aren't like full-blown narcissists, but they sure kind of act like it in a lot of ways. Um, this is just actions of a shallow person. Uh, the third group that's going to be in pool one are going to be your substance abusers. So um, I'm not talking about substance users. I mean substance abusers, meaning that they're just basically messed up all day long and all night. Um, this blocks intimacy. And really what this pool is all about is a lack of of ability to develop intimacy. That's at the root of the core of pool one. And that's, that's the problem. That's why it's a shallow pool. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the voice of reason live on KBLA talk 1580 from the heart of Lamert park, little Africa town. We're here. And tonight's topic is a doozy man. <laughs> Poachmates. There are a sector of people out there who are looking to steal another person's partner or there there very well may be a person in relationship with someone that is disgruntled with the relationship and so in their mind in their heart they might go poaching for another suitor wow this is a real situation the concept of mate poaching invites intriguing reflections on human nature and evolutionary instincts. From an evolutionary perspective, mate poaching can be seen as a manifestation of natural instincts driven by a primal desire to secure the best possible mate for reproductive success. In our ancient ancestral past, Seeking a partner already chosen by another could signal desirability. 
and qualities advantageous for offspring and their survival. However, contemporary human behavior is shaped by complex societal norms and moral codes that influence how we approach relationships. While some people may argue that mate poaching reflects a natural instinct, it also raises ethical considerations and potential consequences for the emotional well-being of the two people in the relationship. As professionals, we navigate the delicate balance between acknowledging biological predispositions and encouraging ethical behavior. Understanding the psychological motivations behind mate poaching allows us to foster a deeper sense of self-awareness and a healthier relationship dynamic with our partner. Ultimately, we strive to guide individuals towards conscious choices in love and relationships, balancing natural inclinations with empathy, respect, and commitment to the well-being of all parties involved. Now, let me just say, we, 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 we did a little research on this topic. And there's some research, and we're going to play the clip later, out of Oregon State, I believe, that talks about how, and I've heard women say it for years. Women have always said, don't let the women in your family have too much time with your man. One of my ex-girlfriends was like that. She would not let me sit and talk with the family members, right, the females, of her family member, the women of her family. She wouldn't let me talk to them, wouldn't let them talk to me. And I was like, why Why is it like that? And she was like, I don't want them to get to know you. I don't trust them. I'm like, these are people, this is your blood. But apparently, mate poaching happens in families. Did Jermaine Jackson... Mate, mate, poach his brother Randy. I'm just, I'm just saying it happens in families, right? <laughs> this is a real. It's not funny. I'm laughing, and I shouldn't be, but this is what happened. Jermaine married uh, his brother's baby mama, married her, and had kids with her. She already had kids with Randy. This, this is a real thing. Poach. Mate poaching. This is a real situation. Engaging in repeated instances of mate poaching can have significant consequences for the individuals involved. Emotionally, the poacher may experience a sense of emptiness and dissatisfaction as they constantly seek external validation through conquest. This behavior can lead to a cycle of superficial connections, preventing them from forming deep and meaningful relationships. Moreover, mate poaching can damage the poacher's reputation and social standing as their actions may be perceived as untrustworthy and disrespectful. This can result in strained friendships and strained relationships with family members. Somebody said, this is nasty. Yo, 
This is real. Get to your phone lines, 1-800-920-1580. I want to hear, has, is there anybody out there who has stolen a friend's significant other? Can we be honest? You talk to them in secret and you talk and, and then you set something new up. And if you noticed in the clip we played before, the brother mentioned other phenomena in the dating scene, like monkey branching. Monkey branching is holding on to what you got while with one hand while fishing around looking for a better situation with your off hand. Right. You're looking for a better situation, another vine to hold on to. Once you find something that is suitable, you grab onto that and then you let go of what you've always wanted to let go of, but didn't have something of equal or better quality. They call that monkey branching. So now this new thing, <laughs> mate poaching. Looking for the qualities in somebody and saying their qualities are better than my significant other. Right? So we have MadameNoir.com. They got an article on it. Right? They have an they have an article on it called Mate Poaching, how to determine if someone is trying to steal your partner. Do you think family members engage in partner stealing? I believe so. I want to hear from Ronan. I want to hear from Atala. I want to hear from Nzinga. I want everybody in the chat room. We got a lot of people in the chat room. They got a lot of opinions. And I want to hear from y'all. I want to know. What you think of this? I I have a story. I'm from a different I'm from a different generation. Andy, your your generation different than mine. If you from my generation, Andy, this is how this goes. I know Andy. I work with Andy. Andy is my friend. Andy introduces me to his woman. I never try to talk to Andy's woman. That's that's the generation I'm from. Even if we break up, I don't talk to Andy's woman because Andy's my guy. That's my bro, right? I don't, I don't try to say, hey, it's been five years since you was with Andy. I don't even approach that, right? That's the generation I'm from. I bring a girl around you and I introduce you to her as my, I introduce her to you as my girl. We could fall out next week. Don't talk to my girl. That's just, I'm just from that generation. This generation, yes, it's a code, right? This generation doesn't have a code. You can be in a relationship with someone and still be looking for their replacement. To me, if you're still in a relationship with someone and you're looking for their replacement, that's betrayal. That is. That's a form of infidelity. Now, this poach mating thing or <laughs> poach mates is crazy. The topic. This is actually trying to vet somebody out while you're still in a relationship. Somebody who may have more resources, somebody who may have more money, somebody who may have more access or social mobility. This is crazy. When we come forward, more from the voice of reason. I need to hear from y'all. 
So let's jump right into it. Today we're going to be talking about a phenomenon that that has been going on since time immemorial, but now we've got kind of a formal term uh, that we utilize when describing it, and this is mate poaching. Uh, so what the heck is mate poaching, right? So the idea here is the attempt to seduce a person out of a committed relationship, right? Uh, and this is something that I find very interesting to talk about because a recent report said that, or found, that 60% of men and 53% of women self-report having tried to seduce a person out of a committed relationship, right? Uh, this is something that a lot of people have a lot of trouble with in terms of wrapping their head around, so I want to kind of shed some light on, on really why this ironically and sadly makes sense that, that this would happen both for, for men and for women, okay? Uh, so first I want to cover it from the woman's side and then I want to cover it from the man's side, okay? Um, so at the end of the day, remember that women are hypergamous, uh, meaning that women kind of do the picking when it comes to long-term mates. And this, of course, makes perfect sense, right? It's actually what largely has driven civilization for as long as we've had civilization, right? Men needing to be industrious uh, to, at the end of the day, kind of prove and demonstrate their higher value to women to be able to actually attract a mate. And what happens is that women have a significantly higher cost of gestation. Uh, at the end of the day, biologically, it would be possible for me if I had the stamina to be able to go out and get, you know, 15 women pregnant today, right? Uh, do I have to actually bear any of those children? I do not, right? I have virtually no cost of gestation, right? Versus for women, each one of those 15 different women has a very high cost of gestation having to carry the body, sorry, having to carry the baby, carry the body, having to carry the baby, the load on their bodies, right? It's very significant. I mean, women are pretty phenomenal, right? In, in many ways, and this is one of them in terms of, of women's bodies. And so because the cost of gestation is significantly higher, obviously women need to be picky in terms of, you know, what guys they choose uh, to be able to actually have these long-term relationships with, especially when it comes to having a sexual relationship. Because women at the end of the day are the gatekeepers of sex. Women are the gatekeepers of sex and men are the gatekeepers of relationships, right? You cannot have sex without a woman unless, you know, God forbid, you know, it's a, a case of rape or some sort of, you know, forced sexual assault, right? But in terms of ordinary interaction, right? You can have sex without a woman, right? A woman's agreement. And you cannot have a relationship unless the man agrees to actually be in it and actually be committed to it, okay? So <laughs> Oh, Lord! See, y'all want to play reindeer games. I bring topics that hit home, and then y'all want to get quiet. Huh? Y'all want to get quiet. Y'all want to be, I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah, you do. 60% of men... And 53% of women have tried to take somebody else's significant other. You've been poaching other people's mates. Huh? And did you know that there are seven different types of sugar baby relationships? According to a new study published in the journal Sociological Perspectives, there are seven types of these sugar relationships. Sugar prostitution. Compensated dating. We're not doing nothing. 
but you got to pay me to date you. Compensated companionship. You, we're not doing nothing sexually, but you got to pay me to be your companion. Sugar dating. Sugar friendships. Sugar friendships with benefits and pragmatic love. Didn't I tell you all of this is transactional? Listen, let me tell you something. Let, let, let me just be clear, 100% clear. Zoe Williams speaking from the pulpit right now. My woman got to love me, right? From the top of my big lemon head down to the, to the, to, to the bottom of my feet. She got to love me. This can't be no transaction. Let me tell you what the real poaching should be. You should be going into relationships trying to poach your problems. Find out what's wrong with you. Find out how you're going to show up. And once you find out how you fail to show up, that's what you should be poaching. No, but many of us are greedy. We want our man and our women to give us all of these things with no work, huh? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something right now. Let me tell you something this evening. When you come into relationship with me, you got to be invested in me. You got to be invested in what I'm doing. And I'm going to be invested in you. And I'm going to be invested in what you're doing. But it cannot be I'm here for what I can get. No, you want to love me. It's what can we give each other? How can we set up a healthy space for bi-directional giving? The giving of respect, the giving of compassion, the giving of understanding, the giving of grace, the giving of consideration. There should be a bi-directional, free-flowing, organic flow of these things. If you come to me and you about what you can get from me, then, then we, we have absolutely nothing together. I need somebody to love me from my hamper to my car trunk to, to the pillows on my bed. I need somebody to love every aspect of me and love in truth. That's what I, hey, this right here, did you hear the seven sugar types? Paid companionship, sugar friendships with benefits, and pragmatic love. What? This is passive aggressive prostitution. Brothers, you should want to take care of your woman. It's not simping to want to take care of your woman. You understand? It, you should want to do it. Okay? You doing well in life. You done made a little money. Who else you going to spend it on? You spend it on the one you love. If that's your woman, cool. Let's, let's go to the uh, summer concert series. Let's go to the jazz fest. Let's go chill, right? Great. But if you got to get somebody, if you got to pay somebody to want to be with you, Lord, 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 mate poaching. Huh? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, when I come forward,
I'm going to Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm going to Chicago, Illinois. I'm going to Kansas City, Missouri. We got a lot to talk about on this topic. Ladies and gentlemen, hey, my playlist is my co-host. You already know what it is. We're talking about mate poaching. Somebody stealing your significant other from you. What do my guys say? Uh, what's his name? Trey Songs? It's Mr. Steal Your Girl. Huh? Wow. Even Chris Brown said it. You know, the loyal record. Nobody's loyal. Boy. Mate poaching, a concept studied extensively in the realm of interpersonal relationships, refers to the act of pursuing attracting, or enticing someone who is already in a committed relationship. This phenomena challenges the boundaries of traditional dating and courtship dynamics as it involves seeking a partner who is already romantically involved with another. Unlike conventional dating or courtship, mate poaching operates on a morally ambiguous ground, raising ethical questions and emotional complexities. It often involves a deliberate pursuit of someone who is emotionally invested in another relationship, potentially leading to heartache for all parties involved. The motives behind mate poaching can vary from a desire for excitement and conquest to a belief that the person being pursued might be a better match. You know how people think the grass is always greener on the other side until they get to that other lawn. (laughs) once you get in somebody else's yard you start to recognize this ain't as good as it looked good it looked good from over where i was standing but once you get your foot your feet on that other lawn that's when you learn like oh this ain't as this this is not all what i thought it would be huh morally ambiguous ground huh 1-800-920-1580 Please call me right now. Understanding mate poaching requires delving into human nature, exploring the underlining psychological, sociological, and evolutionary factors that contribute to this behavior. From a psychological perspective, individuals engaging in mate poaching may experience a sense of thrill and validation from successfully attracting someone already taken, which is an attempt to bolster one's self-esteem. I was going to say, if you have self-esteem, you wouldn't need to do that anyway. Seeking validation to me is not a sign of self-esteem, but it says bolstering self-esteem. So that's already telling us that the self-esteem is low. Here, let me just get to the phone lines because people been in here and they want to talk. Ronan from Indianapolis, <laughs> Indy. <laughs> oh, Lord. What did you call What's going it? On, what did you, you called it something in the chat room. What did you, so, something mates. What did you call it? Uh, uh, skeet mates. Skeet mates. What in the world? Oh, my God. I don't know what to tell you. It's not postmates. It's, it's poach mates, man. Something, you said something else, something dash. What was it? Oh, door smash. Door smash. <laughs> Lord have mercy. The transactionalism is beyond my comprehension. Talk to me. 
Has someone ever taken your woman because she viewed them as a better catch than you? Have you ever been mate poached? Somebody just poached your woman right from under your arm. Has it ever happened, my brother? Uh, yes, it has happened to me, and I and I've returned the favor. Um, when it came, when it happened to me, um, in a sense, I didn't have that um, sense of self worth. So I basically cheapened the relationship, and she found, I guess, value elsewhere for a while. But then she tried to come back because it wasn't what she thought it was, and uh, we ended up breaking it off. But when I did happen to uh, poach an uh, associate's uh, girlfriend at the time, I did that to punish his pride because he kept bragging about, um, you know, the woman he got. She's this, that, and the third, and nobody could ever take her. And he was mainly pointed at me. So I was like, you know what? Uh, I can show you better than I can tell you. But karma has a way of, of turning back on you, and I end up losing a good woman because of that. It happens, bro. It happens. Yeah. It happens. Let me just say this, man. You brought Indianapolis in the building. <laughs> Legendary Ronan. Hey, man, we appreciate you. <laughs> Naptown is in the building because of you. If you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Jay from Chicago, Illinois. It's your time to shine. Talk to me, brother. Yeah, what up, man? I, I don't know about the shining part. Uh, you I, ain't, you, I ain't trying to be. I didn't set out to make folks. I guess you could consider it unintentionally. Wait, let me say. Uh, let, let me let me say this, Jay. I gotta say it because I I feel it. I feel it, brother. You cannot curse on the air. All right, no profanity. Oh, nah. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm glad you said that, brother. <laughs> yeah, man, because I felt the spirit yeah. of profanity, and and no, we can. <laughs> Do not curse on these airwaves, good brother. Talk to me. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, I, you know, I would call it, I guess, unintentionally, you know what I'm saying, made potion. Uh, you know, I was married. She was married. You know, I had the greatest marriage. It was pretty much kind of coming to an end, same with her or whatever. And, you know, uh, low-key, you know, we messed around for a couple years off and on. Mine ended first. And hers ended. And, um, you know, when that happened, you know, she came at me like, hey, come get him. Mm. But, you know, how you get him is how you lose him. You know what I'm saying? I'm old enough Ooh. to do that. You know what I mean? How so, you get him you know, is how you lose him. Yeah, you know what I mean? And, wow. and, and you know, the little stuff we was doing, you know what I mean? Creeping around a woo-woo-woo. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? So I had to, like, you know, use the, the smarter head, if you will, and, you know, step away from that situation. Mm. Mm. Brother, Jay, you brought Chicago in the building. We appreciate the wisdom. Hey, man, you got a seat at the table anytime you want to call in. The number to dial is 1-800-920-1580. If you want to bring your city in the building and join this national discussion, because that's what it is. It's a national discussion tonight. We're talking about mate poaching. What? Zoe Williams is live as we delve deep into this complex question. Is mate poaching a betrayal or an innocent pursuit? I want to hear from y'all. 1-800-920-1580. When I come forward, 
You already know. I'm going to talk to my brother from Kansas City, Missouri. We had single and committed uh, individuals come into the lab, and they were students at Oklahoma State University. And after coming into the lab, we set them at a computer, and they completed a number of different uh, questions similar to an eHarmony or a Match.com survey. So some of these questions we're getting at their likes, their dislikes, their turn-ons or turn-offs for the uh, opposite sex. And after they completed these questionnaires, we presented them with their best match. And with this, they saw a photograph of an attractive individual of the opposite sex. And next to the photograph was a list of descriptions of this individual. And the last description they saw either stated that this person was single or they were in a relationship. Uh, after being uh, presented with the match, they again completed a number of different questions. And these questions were getting at their willingness to pursue that individual. Uh, we found that single women were more likely to uh, pursue the attached man compared to the single man. Um, so it seems that w uh, women are more um, attracted to or you know, willing to pursue the men that are unavailable to them. Whereas the men, we did not see this difference. There was no difference in the pursuit or willingness to pursue the single woman compared to the committed woman. That's Oklahoma State. My son got an offer from Oklahoma State. They came to Santa Monica, came to the gym, said, we want new Williams. I'm sorry, I digress. Women, according to that research provided by Oklahoma State, are more likely to approach unavailable men. You Listen, I didn't have to go to Oklahoma State to figure that out. I'm in Hollywood. Do you know the baddest women get dated by the same group of balling dudes. Did you know that? Did, did they poaching the women from each other? Did you know that? Huh? Derek Fisher took, let me just tell you now, Derek Fisher took, what's my man, Marshall Falk's Matt wife. Barnes. No, Marshall Falk from the Rams used to play at San Diego State, was a mixture between Walter Payton and Barry Sanders. Marshall Falk's ex-wife became Derek Fisher's wife while he was playing with the Clippers. Now, I don't mean to put the T out there, but it's out there. Right? He married her. <laughs> Had some kids. Broke up with her. Got a divorce. And then... Poached his teammate, Matt Barnes. Come on, man. Matt Barnes said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get in this car. And I'm going to drive 95 miles to put monkey paws all on this dude. Listen. In Hollywood, listen. The most beautiful women are mate poaching. I'm, I'm, I, I, ain't, I ain't got to lie about it. L let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. I done said this before. Quality people have very little value in this society. Quality people have very little value. Because quality doesn't necessarily translate to resources. 
See, you could be a quality person and have no resources, and you are undateable. You are unrelatable. I don't know how somebody with such beautiful, with such a beautiful spirit and inner power is broke. Holla back at me when you got something for me. Am I lying? Somebody call in and tell me I'm lying this evening. Tell me I'm lying. Quality people have very little value. And what happens is after you've conquered the world, you spent your life beating the world's tail, climbing up every mountain, conquering every challenge, winning everything, gaining everything. And then you look around and you realize what you had to do to to achieve all that you've achieved. And you start to find out you done stepped on people. You've rejected people. You've disrespected people. You've marginalized people. You understand? You've stolen from people. You've betrayed people. You start to find out who's here for me now. No, you ate everybody. You consumed everybody's love and you spit it out and nobody's available for you now. Passive aggressive prostitution. What can I get? I'm going to tell you right now. Relationships are about poaching lessons. What lessons can I poach as I walk into this relationship? What do you mean poach? You're not poaching a lesson from your partner. You're poaching a lesson that has risen from the subconscious of your spirit to tell you what you need to work on. I always tell people, once you go into a relationship, you should be on guard for how you show up. Every single step of the way, you should be paying attention to you. I'm going to put myself in this situation and see if I'm over my abandonment issues. I'm going to put myself in this situation and see if I'm over my uh, uh, constantly seeking validation issues. I'm going to put myself in this situation and see if I'm over my communication problem where I shut down when real conversations emerge to the surface. That's what you should be poaching. But many people ain't poaching that. They're poaching security. I need to be safe. I want to be able to cry in a mansion. I don't want to cry in a cardboard box. And yes, crying in a mansion is better than crying in a cardboard box. But I'm going to tell you something. Do you know how many unfulfilled people got all of the accoutrement of life? Do you know how many unfulfilled people have put a gun to their head and did something about it? Money can't validate you. Sure, money is a social lubricant. Yes, it makes, I'm telling you now, it makes it easy when you got money. It makes it easy to get in the car and, and, and whip up PCH real quick, 100 miles an hour. Ooh, oh my goodness. It feels delicious. But is it substantive? I'm going to tell you right now, in our society today, Jesus, Buddha, Krishna, all the great spiritualists would be seen as bums. People wouldn't even get close to them. Jesus didn't have no crib. Read the Bible. 
Where did Jesus live? Jesus made a, a rock into a pillow. Laid his head on a rock. I'm just saying. You know what? And for the type of people that we've become in this society, you know what got to happen? I'm telling you right now, in order for Jesus to get any kind of respect, Jesus, Krishna, Buddha, whoever, in order for them to get respect today, they got to come with miracles first. There was a man reported down on Skid Row touching everybody, and everybody all of a sudden were millionaires. It has to be some ridiculous miracle that got to happen before people go, oh, wow, the Savior is back. Let me get right. We already told you, poaching other people's mates deals in a space of moral ambiguity. And people are out here doing it. Paid companionship. I'll be your companion if you pay me $100 a night. I'll go out on a date with you every night. This is, this is the world. And then you think you and your love is safe. Let me tell you something, man. People find reasons to be upset with you every day. Even the people you love. They find justifications and reasons to not be happy. I guarantee you, if you sat people down and said, why do you spend so much time ruminating on the negative? Do you know your relationship with this person would flip around if you switched your perspective on a number of things? And if people feel like their needs aren't being met, Oh, their eyes start to wander. Their spirits start to wander. But I done told people before, who is chief, chiefly responsible for fulfilling your needs? You. Because all of the substantive needs that you have are inside jobs. Acknowledgement, self-acknowledgement. Validation, self-validation. Approval, self-approval, happiness. Happiness is an inside job. Self-esteem, self-worth, self-acceptance. Do you understand? Self-compassion, self-empathy. You got to pour all of this into you. I love me. I approve of me. Even the darkness, even the ugliness. But I'm telling you now, the way the world is set up right now, the economy, AI, money is funny. The feds just raised uh, the interest rates to the highest level it's been in many, many years. Listen, people are now going to be poaching mates because they looking for a back house to stay in. They looking for security. They're looking for safety. Before, it was about ego, right? Let me see if I still got it. Let me see if my magic is still working. Let me see if I can pull her. Now, it's, she's married to a tycoon. Let me pull her so I can fleece her for some funds. And she doing the same thing. Tell the truth. And shame the devil tonight. When I come forward, I'm going to Kansas City, Missouri, and I'm going to Atlanta, Georgia. We got a lot to talk about. If I went on a date with a guy who's single and he's not fucking any other girls, 
then I would be like, well, why isn't he? Like, what's wrong with him? <laughs> Obviously, there's been some flags going off for other girls to make them avoid the situation. So, I mean, like, I personally would be, like, more more inclined to want to go on a date, at least a first date. With a guy who's... Well, the guy who's, like, normal. Like, yeah, who's, like, hooking up with girls and I'm hooking up with guys. Like, I mean, I feel like that's dating in 2022. Like, <laughs> Andy, go ahead, Andy. I just got to testify, man. Like this, this is so deep. The last couple of clips that we played, I remember growing up, my homies used to always say like, yeah, girls are going to like you. You know what I'm saying? When you're with somebody. And I used to be like, oh, yeah, that's cap. That's cap. But I kid you not, man. Anytime that I've been in a relationship, like every time I've been in a relationship, you know, I've experienced that my whole life. The yeah. opportunities to cheat have just like it's it's like served on a silver platter for you they multiply when you're with somebody who loves you when i'm single though i'm like where y'all at where y'all at but now that i'm taking y'all want to start you know throwing stuff at me really don't do me like that man come on hey <laughs> uh, that's all i'm saying poach mating you out here not post mating you poaching mates you know what this person you're with right now, yes, they may have certain skills and abilities, but I'm the most interesting man alive. And at the end of the day, you would be doing yourself a disservice if you didn't stay with... There's people out there like that, y'all. Let me get my brother in here. Kansas City is in the building. WDMA Warrior, talk to me, man, about your experience. Did somebody poach you, or did you poach somebody else? <laughs> Actually, I'll, I'll let the audience decide, but uh, one incident, I was definitely poached. But just to piggyback off of, you know, this topic, if this were, if you were Thanos, this topic should definitely be one of your Infinity Gems. <laughs> this is the Infinity Gem right here, <laughs> the power star. Bro, bro, you know as well as I do. We've seen this from our cookouts as family. We've seen it from our friends, our so-called homies. I mean, there's poaching going on <laughs> all day, all long. Listen, <laughs> if your woman or you fall, let me say this for men and women. For men, if your woman falls for, for somebody, if she gets poached, she was never your woman. Just remember that. She was never your woman. She was for sale. That is just, you got to keep that 100. And the same applies to men. Brother, if somebody can take you away, you never belong to that other person. It's really that simple. It's, it's just that simple. Right? So I, I, I need y'all to understand, man, like, Passive-aggressive prostitution is out here. People are, I'm telling you, as the economy gets worse and the dollar gets weaker, people are going to be doing some real strange things in order to be taken care of. Uh, WDMA, your final thoughts? Yeah, back on to the uh, poaching. There was an incident that happened, you know. There's a homie, he had a girl, you know, he liked, and he brought her over to my pad, you know, to smoke out. And, like, I didn't take you – now that I think about it, when I walked back out of my bedroom, when you know, with the blunt, the smoke with them, they were sitting on separate couches. 
So, you know, I sat down on the couch next to her, not thinking of anything. You know, after we smoked, you know, she all of a sudden just turned to me, gave me a kiss, and just drugged me in my bedroom and smashed. Wow. Really? <laughs> yeah. And I looked at my homeboy like, what the hell is going on? And he looked surprised as hell. He just dipped after that. But then, like, with the other time that I knew this was karma coming back on me, was uh, there was this one girl I really liked, but, you know, I had, like, you know, I had, you know, I had other options. And she wasn't really at the top of the list. So this dude who I thought was my homeboy, he hit on her. And where my where I stayed at that time is like my window is like the open view of the entrance to our apartments. And so they decided to post up right in front of my window, stand in front of me and kiss. Really? And I was like, wow, okay. I could really smash you right now. Wow. But you know, I'm just gonna let that slide and you know, years later I seen dude on the bus. Looked like he had been through it. And that's when I knew karma got to him because he was talking about, yeah, I just got out the pen recently, you know, I'm trying to find a job and all this and that. I was like, yeah, that's exactly what you get. Mm, mm, mm. Brother WDMA, Warrior, we appreciate you, man. Kansas City is in the building because of you. Thank you for your transparency. Thank you for sharing your stories. Listen, if you want to bring your city in the building, you know what you got to do. All you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. We're talking to everybody from across the country. This is a national show. Don't get it twisted. The Voice of Reason is on fire live from KBLA Talk 1580. Let's get Nazarene X from Atlanta, Georgia, in here. Talk to me, man. Listen, have you been poached, or are you the poacher? I'm, I'm a victim of circumstance, for real. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> what happened, man? Look, sometimes, oh, first of all, shout out to Carlos Miller, shout out to Jack Thriller. Mm -hmm. I heard a quote, Jack Thriller said, one man's trash is another man's garbage. <laughs> Help me keep all type of things in perspective, right? So, like, the whole thing of, like, when you're interacting with new people and stuff like that, I mean, part of it is like a game. Like, typically speaking, I volunteer for the friend zone because I believe in that foundation anyway. But I'm the type of friend that'll pull my thing out as long as I, you know what I'm saying, it's cool. And I've had that be wait, part what, of the mix. Wait, what did what did you say? You Look, the type of dude that'll some, do what? I'm saying like some women, they'll how I put it. <laughs> I when I meet certain women, especially if I'm not like on a hunt like that, um, I do what they call like I volunteer for the friend zone. Cause that's basically as far as I'm concerned, that's where we supposed to be negotiating and feeling one another out, like getting to know one another anyway. Mm -hmm. So regardless, like I don't interact with people that's in a relationship, but I think leading with that type of energy, it helps save me the trouble, but it also like it puts a woman in position to reveal herself she's going to be a liar anyway. Like I've been kind of thrown for a loop too. And that's just like, uh, you say you're not with nobody, but your version of so-called dating and such and such knows, like, you ain't having sex with him, I'm the friend, but you, like, you want to do something with me, that type of thing. And the next thing you know is, like, when I'm not trying to 
go any extra route, it's like I get I get ridiculed because it's almost like, well, why don't you want me? I'm like, wow. love is love. Wow, that's, <laughs> like, that's heavy. Like, that's heavy. Sometimes women want you to want them while they doing stuff that's unbecoming of a woman that you would want to be with. Mm. So mm. it's, it's, I think it's, this is just a whole little old game. So that's what I mean. Like if somebody letting you know that they in the situation, like unless you want to be a part of getting caught up in it, because I just feel like it's, it's a rule or at least a lot of room for danger anyway. Because the last thing somebody want to do is be caught with somebody's wife as a man in that sense. Mm. Like, I think that's more of a universal standard from a certain cloth. Like, but then you got other people that don't really care, like, they say it's about it's about the woman. Like she made a decision to send the third, but you ain't gonna really have a lot of explaining to do if you end up in the casket if mm. you're not careful. Because mm. <laughs> you gotta be be mindful of the type of situations you putting yourself in when you're dealing with strangers, regardless whether you getting set up. Because that could be a whole enough. You have, like there's a honeycomb type situation where girls act like they're not with somebody, but they catch you slipping mm. because that's part of they. They little, they routine. Like they like the Lord dudes over when they. I'm a man said earlier, like you thinking with the wrong head. <laughs> so, wow, there's it's different ways to do it. But and, I, I and, and you I, could I, and you could put yourself in a real bad situation if you're resource hunting, because if you're focused yeah. on the resource and security, you might miss the integrity and the character. See, if you went mm-hmm. a, a work in progress. A work in progress is going to make mistakes. But this is where you're going to see the character. Do they own their mistakes? Do they acknowledge mm. and apologize for being human in the relationship? And sometimes, like I said, that's a virtue that most people still don't respect nowadays. They may see that apology as a sign of weakness. My brother, Nazarene X, <laughs> we appreciate the fire, man. Listen, when we come forward, the phone lines are going to continue to cook. Houston and Detroit in the building. And somebody calling in right now. Two people. We got a lot to talk about. Does it ever feel like women want men who are already taken more than they want men who are actually single? That's because they do. This phenomenon is called mate poaching. And while we all know that men pursue women more often, studies have come out and found that when women do pursue men, they are exponentially more likely to be pursuing a man who is not single. And there are a few reasons for that. Women are generally more scared of men than they are other women. We know this. Therefore, when a man has been properly and thoroughly vetted by another woman and deemed as safe and good, she has made that man infinitely more desirable. But women gotta be careful with mate poaching. If they cheat on their partner, they're gonna cheat on you. There are other ways to find a vetted man. Date the man who actually has female friends. Date the man who respects his female boss. Date the man who watches his niece every week. Don't date the man with a ring on his finger. You're not gonna win. Whoa, ladies love it when we're taken. <laughs> they really do. How come y'all not being honest? How come y'all not being truthful? I want to hear the truth. I don't want to hear any shenanigans. And I know men have made it uncomfortable and unsafe for women to speak in society about the real get down. What do you mean, Zoe? The real get down. Do you know how clandestine and clever women are? 
Boy, they know more things about what's going on in the relationship than we care to pay attention to. But we've made it uncomfortable for them to even open up and talk. This is why Prince wrote the record, if I were your girlfriend, maybe you would talk to me the way you open up and reveal to her. Women are scared to talk to us, man. So because they're scared to really share who they really are, you have no idea how many men get played. Uh-oh. Did I say? I'm not saying men ain't playing women because it happens all the time. But we live in a society that makes it seem like women are always the damsels in distress and ain't doing no playing. Huh? And I'm going to tell you, when a woman feel like playing, you not going to know. This is why brothers be losing it. You're not going to know. She's going to be, listen to me, she's going to be discreet. She's going to be classy about it. I'm talking about good women. I'm not talking about just out here wilding. She's going to be discreet. She's going to be classy. All, all T's will be crossed. All I's will be dotted. You just not going to know unless she decides to tell you about her indiscretions. Am I lying? Some Somebody correct me if I'm lying. Okay, let me get the ladies in here. They're going to do it. Atala from Houston, Texas. Get in here. Uncle Joe, you didn't set me up. Okay, listen. Am I lying? <laughs> Did I lie tonight? No lies told. No lies told. I mean, I'll say this. Um, I, um, in regards to dealing with a woman that is on that type of time, right? Um, she's probably very guarded and broken. Like, I just, I refuse to believe that this is somebody that's just open and kind and, you know, secure in their attachment. That sounds like a recipe for an avoided attachment. Mm -hmm. um, and chances are the guy also has an avoided attachment mm -hmm. of some sort, especially if you're talking about poaching, right? Like, to me, like, poaching represents two people who both have avoided attachments and it's a perfect setup because neither of them have to actually be vulnerable and secure in the way they would if they were with somebody who uh, was requiring that of them. You don't need that when you're sneaking and dipping and doing whatever it is that you're doing. That's why it's so much easier. Like people said in the comments, right? The grass is greener. I mean, it's, it's fake grass. It's, it's turf. It's of turf. You, you about to get turf toe over here. <laughs> Right. And I mean, I've literally seen this. I've seen this in the workplace, you know, women going after men who are married. And for me, like, I flew those type of men immediately, right? But I recognize that the reason why certain people are so bold in their pursuits is because it works. They're doing what works for them. And especially here in Houston, I mean, it's just, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's like almost like a common practice. I'll be like, how are people even getting married? Because you know, it's just, it's so commonplace, but I mean, I'll say this, like, I feel like for the fellas, you know, if you are secure in your attachment and you're expressing yourself 
to this woman and you get any indication or inkling that it's not really being reciprocated, that's your first sign right there, number one. She's wait, wait, not really rocking wait, with you like wait, that. Wait, 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 wait. Say that again. I need to hear that. You you don't say it one more time. So if you if you are in a relationship, got it. And you're secure in your attachment, you're communicating, you're doing all the right things, and you're not getting that, you're not receiving that back. There's no reciprocity because, like you said, it has to be organic. So the moment that it's not, that's usually your first sign. And I feel like that goes for women, too. Mm. Um, I mean, and even that whole, like, kind of keeping your foot out the door, one foot out the door, that's avoiding attachment as well. That's literally you thinking that somehow you're going to find this magnificent person on the other side. Not realizing that trash can only attract trash, wow. so it's just not going to happen. I've seen my homegirl do this. I mean, like, she's she married now, but I'll just say that I literally had to sit down and convince her, like, girl, this is a good man. Like, do not do him like that. And I think that she was just so caught up on, you know, the image. And, you know, we talked about pragmatic love, right? You wanted to talk about that? That mm. what have you done for me lately? Spirit. Wait, wait, wait! Stop right there. Wait, wait, wait. We when when we get on the other side, when we get on the other side, Atala is gonna walk us down the road of what is pragmatic love. Oh Lord, we on fire tonight. The voice of reason is on fire tonight. So is my playlist, legendary vocals, Brandy Norwood and Monica together. The boy is mine. We on fire tonight, live from KBLA Talk 1580. You already know what it is. The voice of reason is in the hot seat right now. Tonight's topic, can mate poaching be considered a form of betrayal or infidelity? Sheesh. We've been talking about it tonight. It's, it's a heavy conversation, but it must, it must be had, right? It must be had. Why? Why? Because it's more pervasive than you thought, right? Is it 60% of men do it? 49% of women do it? Mate poaching, a fascinating yet controversial phenomena, can be understood through a multifaceted exploration of underlining psychological motivations. At its core, this behavior often arises... Uh, from an interplay of various intricate factors. Firstly, the allure of mate poaching lies in the thrill of the chase and conquest. For some individuals, the challenge of attacking uh, or attracting someone already committed becomes an ego-boosting endeavor, validating their desirability and attractiveness. Secondarily, psychological research suggests that mate Poachers may experience a sense of competition, viewing the person in the existing relationship as a prize worth pursuing and winning. Additionally, underlining insecurities and fear of commitment might drive some to engage in mate poaching, pursuing an Attached individual involves a buffer against the vulnerability of a committed relationship, allowing for emotional distance and limited accountability. Is this not what our good friend Atala from Houston, Texas just said? Come on, Atala, finish it up. 
You got to tell us more because you were talking about pragmatic love. How is that? Mm-hmm. How is this? How how is this mate poaching and pragmatic love connected? Talk to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, again, if it's we're talking about what have you done for me lately, so that mentality of kind of having your hand out, the nitpicking, all of that is going to cause you to try and look elsewhere for the thing that you are feeling like you're lacking in that relationship, when really you're lacking it within yourself. That's a whole other conversation. Wow. Wow. Attila from Houston, Texas. You're always cooking. You're always slapping us on the dome piece on our way home from Jones Beach. Houston is in the house because of you. If you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me. 1-800-920-1580. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Monique from Detroit. Jump in. Hey, Zoe. What's going on? Mm, I'm alive and well. I'm trying to, <laughs> ooh, trying to figure Listen. this one out. Listen. You were talking about how men have to, you know, go after the same woman. Mm-hmm. It's a circle of women out here. And I did not know this until a couple of months ago until I felt like I was being dragged into it. I um, have a client and my significant other is long distance. So he was here and I called my goddaughters. Uh, she's 35. Her mother, because I knew her father, you know, had a tolling company. I said, okay. So two days later, my girl called me and she says, oh, how's that? relationship going that long distance stuff. I said, Oh, you know, it's going it's going. And she said, Um, you know, I haven't been in a relationship with so and so for thirty years. Mm-hmm. And you know he keep a bankroll. I said, Oh, you trying to get back with him? She was like, No, he wanna get with you. Mm-hmm. And I said, No, no. So he called and he says, I said, You met my man And he was like, I pay to play and then he was like, Why are you tripping? Your three girls is married, I've been with them. I'm like, wait, now, now everybody's upset with me because I'm not in the program. Ooh. And I thought our generation wasn't doing this. <laughs> but it's like he's being passed around. Wow. I'm just shocked because I, I just can't. I, I mean, I, I just, you know, I'm like, well, hey, my relationship is, uh, is authentic. It is what it is. And I just can't. I just can't. <laughs> Sister Man, girl. He's upset with me. That is heavy. I've always been the type of person. I do not want my woman to be from where I got to work at. I don't, you you, exactly. you, you understand? And, and listen, I work in the entertainment industry, Hollywood. I want to mm-hmm. bring my woman from somewhere else. So Look, that's it, probably why I make sure I do the same. I don't deal with these Detroit ninjas. Right. So, so, it, so it's not a, oh, that's who's a wit. Yeah. We all know about her. No, I don't want that. Uh, but sister, let me just tell you, Monique, we appreciate you for calling. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You brought Detroit, Michigan in the building. Don from Atlanta. It's your time to shine, brother. Talk to us, Don. Few minutes. I ain't got nothing. I seen a deer get killed this morning. That's perching. I well, I tried to take care of it, but I didn't have the paces I had to be somewhere for somebody. Um, anyway, if everything else is is, is like cursing. My, my 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 kid's mother did me wrong, and and um, it's like that's what she did. I had my kids for the summer, and then it was like the money I spent. It, it was like now it's like um, she needs a few more hundred, and I'm like, wait. Well, hey, what is this? 
so it, it's like pur- purging or whatever that is. It's like, yo, that, that's what it is. They find them, somebody and, and they get over on them and then that's, they get what they want. And then now, hey, we stuck as brothers. But men do it too. Don, men do it too. The research says 60% of men do it. Women do it, yes, at 49%. One one other uh, uh, article that I read said 53% of women do it. But it's a significant amount of men and women doing this mate poaching thing. Brother, let me just say I appreciate you for the call. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Let me just say this again, man. Um, I don't think y'all understand. Relationships are going to become more and more difficult the more you move away from what you should be doing. What you should be doing is constantly observing your own growth. 90% of the problems in relationships would go away if you paid attention to yourself. If you paid attention to how you show up, if you paid attention to how you give, if you paid attention to how you love. See, your definition of love may have come from a broken space. Right. So if you pay attention, man, I thought this was love because it was given to me as love from my primary caregivers. Right. Nah, I'm telling you right now, you got to challenge everything that was created in your norm, that you modeled in your norm. You got to challenge the validity of all of it and then break up with it if it is not healthy. Because look at all of these different machinations that are popping up with regard to relationships. Mate poaching, monkey branching. Uh, It's all types of mess happening out here. And I'm going to tell you right now, the more sex partners you have, the, um, okay. The more your spirit gets contaminated, especially if it's raw sex, unprotected sex. Oh, a lot of y'all don't know about that. Keep, okay, keep running from the shadow and see what happened. Listen, I start the conversations. It's your job to finish them. But before we go, I want to give you this. Pragmatic lovers want to find value in their partners and ultimately want to work with their partners to reach a common goal. The practicality and realism of pragmatic love often contributes to the longevity of a relationship as long as common goals and values remain shared for the duration. I don't think that that's a bad model. I started the conversation. You finish it. We on fire. The fire keeps going. I'll see y'all tomorrow.